Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. What image is conjured up in your mind's eye when I say the word baseball? So many, right? I mean, you can smell the hot dogs and the fresh cut grass. We've never met, but for all I know, you might be a diehard fan with a head full of stats and figures and a room full of memorabilia. Or you might be just a guy that likes to take in the occasional game. Because going to the ballpark is tantamount to a religious experience. I get that. Maybe you're not a fan of Major League Baseball at all, but you have memories of playing with your friends, having a catch with your dad, or watching your son at T-ball. Talk about a word that can paint a million pictures. Baseball. We can literally talk about it all day, because there are so many different directions to go with the topic. Let's go here. Look at the date. Right about the same time last year, a fellow by the name of Mike Gallo was publishing a book. It was called No More Games. A story about life, love, and baseball. And I'm sorry that it's taken a year to come to my attention. It's a work of fiction, so you know I can't give up all the details. But let's open it up to page one. No more games. The transition from childhood to young adult is never easy. When a man's young son asks him to help in overcoming his fears for an upcoming baseball game, it sends his father into his basement, where he revisits the summer that his friends, baseball, and a girl forced him to learn that he could no longer play games. Yeah, growing up is never easy. And when we finally do it, depending on how we do it, nostalgia can be bittersweet. In case you're wondering, I'm not reading right now. That's just my two cents. But now you have a quick synopsis of what the book is about. And if you're like me, you have to decide if you want to go a little deeper or put this one back on the shelf. I chose to go a little deeper. So let's do that. Don't worry. What I'm going to read is available to you for free online. So in chapter one, we get to meet David and his son, Jake, the main characters. And it's so well written that the pages turn themselves. But I want to skip over to chapter two because I just love the imagery. It was the summer of 1991. Marky Mark was a flamboyant singer leading the Funky Bunch, not the bankable Hollywood actor. Michael Jordan just won his first NBA championship over Magic Johnson, who was still just a basketball player. AIDS was still scary, as it had just taken Freddie Mercury. The year started off on a high note, with the end of the Gulf War. American pride was swelling, as we had quickly put a totalitarian leader back in his place with the might of our army. However, those good vibrations didn't last too long, as the entire nation had its eyes open to police brutality with the Rodney King tape. No woman felt safe being alone after Silence of the Lambs came out earlier that year, and soon afterward, police arrested a man in Wisconsin named Jeffrey Dahmer. That made all Americans question the sanctity of our country's moral fiber. Yet for 15-year-old David and his friends, most of that seemed worlds away. They were in no way sheltered from the world and its problems. In fact, their lives were riddled with them. But when you're in high school, the highs and lows of the country are typically projected onto you by some adult or teacher who thinks that the kids want to discuss these things and need help in processing them. In reality, most high school kids can't really see beyond their own issues for more than five minutes. They didn't need an adult talking to them about the impact of the recession when they can see it at home. High school kids were familiar with Freddie Mercury's music, but his death didn't affect them like it did the adults who were teaching them. The primary concern for David and his friends that summer was dealing with that awkward transition from kid to young adult. 
It's about a lot more than baseball. It's about life lessons, growing up, and the struggles we all face. On a side note, when I googled Mike Gallo, I found the pitching, fielding, and hitting stats for a guy that used to play for the Houston Astros. This is not him, but the irony was not lost on me. This Mike Gallo is a teacher, currently living in the great state of Indiana, with a real penchant for storytelling. Here's some more irony. The story takes place in a fictionalized version of his hometown, Caseyville, Illinois. Is it just me thinking about Casey at the bat? Come on, you know it. The one where mighty Casey strikes out? Yes, it was Mudville, not Caseyville, but you get what I'm talking about here. The baseball symbolism is all over the place. Read this book and the memories will be so thick they'll have to brush them away from their faces. <laughs> there, I did it again. This time I stole the quote from Field of Dreams. I'm just having fun, but let me leave you with one more little synopsis here. As he descended into the basement to look for what had given him courage throughout his years in baseball and in life, he began to slow down as his heart started to race. How was he going to explain this to his son? Everyone has a past, and in the eyes of his son, he was perfect. A hero. He wanted to keep it that way as long as possible, even though he knew that every parent loses that status as their kids grow older. When he hit the last step and opened the door to their storage area, he was overcome with a rush of emotions. He paused, looked around at their finished basement. It was a cozy room that his kids had spent hours playing in. It was the kind of room where he would shift from playing dolls with Lauren to Legos with Jake. They built things and broke things in that basement together. His wife had lined the walls with more pictures and memories of their perfect life together. Stepping through that door, David was stepping back into his past. A past he had worked so hard to get beyond. A past that he had refused to let define him. But in so many ways, Jake's fears were a part of his past. The one thing his son needed, and wanted, was the one thing that took him back to that past. It was the one thing that would change his father from immortal to a human, just like everyone else. David navigated his way to the back of the storage area, where he had a handful of items from his playing days that he didn't have the room or desire to display in his office. Finally, he saw it from a few feet away, and he immediately felt guilty for having it tucked into a storage area where he rarely ventured into anymore. He glanced back into his lovely basement and thought about his perfect house and family. His powerful body sagged as if all the confidence from this proud father and former athlete had been drained from him, even though this item had been the life force behind so many great moments it brought up a well of emotions and memories that he hadn't thought about since he had retired from baseball well over a decade ago. The item had been sitting in that same spot since they moved into this house a few years ago. His dream house. His dream family. David knew exactly where it was, and he remembered the guilt he felt when he left it in that spot in the basement. He knew he didn't need it anymore, and he remembered the mixed emotions he felt at that moment when he put it in the storage area and closed the door. It was like he closed the door and turned off the lights on his gilding force. He had climbed the mountain and no longer needed this insensible source of strength. He didn't know what he was going to say to Jake when he gave him this miniature stuffed lion, but at that moment he remembered what it was like to be scared and full of doubt. He could see the tattered stuffed lion staring at him and he looked into its eyes like he had a thousand times before. The lion always gave him comfort and strength, but at this particular moment he felt weak. David wasn't sure if it was a weakness from the memories of his childhood or the strain of having to reveal that he was not always the man his son envisioned. 
as he sat down on a bench and stared into the faded eyes of this stuffed lion that fit so comfortably into his hands, he forgot his time and place. David sat silently and squeezed that lion as a rush of memory suddenly overtook him. I think Mike Gallo was destined to write this book, and you are destined to read it. Don't argue with me about this. You're going to love it, and you'll also be showing support for one of our nation's educators. It's a win-win proposition. Just go to nomoregamesbook.com or check out the links in the show notes. And that will put the wraps on another inning of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com. <laughs> <laughs>